Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Conflict. It's inevitable between co-workers. We work long hours. People can be annoying some days. We can be annoying some days. As a Christ follower in the workplace, how should we be handling conflict? What are some of the real-life examples of, the, of a Jesus way to handle conflict, especially when there are hurt feelings and maybe even a damaged reputation? Tony Dale is a CEO. Tony Dale is a founder of two companies, and he's no rookie when it comes to managing organizations. I'm sure he's seen his share of conflict, although I've never heard him raise his voice. Let's hear from him today all the way over in Austin, Texas, and he brings along with him a very special guest. I'll let him introduce Tony Dale. Welcome back to I Work For Him. Well, I have with me uh, Felicia Battencourt, uh, and she heads up the largest department uh, within the Caris Group, uh, which is our service delivery team. Tony, how have you seen conflict shape your life? You know, that's a, a very interesting question. Uh, I was thinking about it even before the show. Uh, and I'm one of those extremely fortunate people who was brought up in a, a strong, secure Christian home. Um, I did watch conflict between mom and dad. Uh, uh, actually, interestingly enough, it was usually uh, primarily around uh, biblical and theological themes. Uh, they were both very committed Christians, and um, let's say they were on different sides of an understanding of the, the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, of course, this is going way back before the charismatic movement into the early 1950s. Uh, but I watched them handle those issues, and it had an impact on my early life. Uh, it made me realize how important it is that we're solidly biblically grounded. I'd say that the next incident, if you like, of conflict actually is what led to the starting of these companies. Uh, and that was my internal conflict when uh, I had the injury that uh, some of your listeners will have heard me talk about mm -hmm. that led to the starting of the Keras Group. Uh, and I was so shocked by all of the medical costs. Now, of course, in between those times, there were many other minor conflicts, but not things that shaped me. Uh, but that conflict over uh, my sense that I was being charged a completely unjust price uh, had a tremendous uh, impact. I'm not sure I handled it very well, because uh, when I first called the doctor up, it was more out of annoyance than anything else. Uh, but uh, once we got to the bottom of that, uh, it led to some, some real thinking, which led to the Keras group and to the thought, we can use this as an opportunity to show other people better ways of handling the mess that the healthcare world has become economically. In the next minute, I'd like to just address real quickly then, Felicia, if you grew up in a home that really was quiet and didn't have a lot of necessarily outward conflict, how have you been able to handle conflict like in the workplace when you've had to address it or you've been confronted with it in some way? 
Yeah, I usually self-reflect about what is it about the situation that is causing the stir in me. It creates a little bit of, um, like, I'll get red or I'll just inside feel a little flush about it. And then, actually, I usually journal about it. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll journal, about it at, uh, journal about it at home um, at night or in the morning. Um, I'll even look for a, a Bible plan that I can read that someone has put together on the Bible app that someone else has obviously gone through this, so I'm not alone. Um, and then, of course, here at Karis, we have um, some great guidance with Tony and our leadership here to, to lean on um, as far as conflict and how to handle that. Felicia, you were mentioning that in your personal life, you you self-reflect when there's conflict. You know that you're feeling it inside, and so you figure out you need to do something with it. You might journal or look up a Bible plan, which I think is a great idea to, to really get some insight on it. Um, but within the organization, um, how how is there like a, a conflict resolution policy that helps to guide you in your work? Or how are you, um, you, you mentioned that the leadership there um, through Tony Dale is really really helpful in that area. Tell us about that. Yeah, so being that we are faith-based here at the Caris Group, um, we have adopted more of the Beaten Bow or Kingdom at Work leadership here. So I know at any time that this is a love-based culture and that any of all of our values here of generosity and humility, integrity, joy, and grace, that those are operationalized here and so that those mean something to our leadership team. So at any time I feel conflict with any of those values or anything else, I know that um, I'm at a safe place where I can go to Tony or anyone here in the leadership um, about any of that conflict and have an open do- a true open door policy. Well, uh, let's go back to, to you, Tony Dale. You know, you, you are British by descent. You, you spent the early formative years of your life overseas and on the Asian continents, and then you came back to the UK and ended up in Texas. Okay, so you've seen conflict handled in some different ways. Do they handle conflict different in the UK than they do here in the States? Uh, well, I guess it depends whether I'm giving you a serious answer or not. <laughs> uh, meaning, what, what, what comes to mind is that uh, the, one of the early quotes that I remember from American history uh, was that the revolutionary troops were taught not to shoot until they see the whites of their eyes, meaning the whites of the British eyes. Mm-hmm. So I think that was extremely unfriendly. Um, <laughs> being British myself. Um, uh, of course, I'm joking here. Now, now, now that I'm English and American, I, I guess I, I live with that uh, delightful internal conflict. <laughs> um, do they handle things differently? I think the answer to that is absolutely yes. Um, so my parents uh, were British missionaries in Taiwan, where the vast majority of the other missionaries were American. Uh, and I did notice very, very different cultures in terms of how you would handle issues like this. So for the Chinese in Taiwan, uh, an argument would often imply a loss of faith, uh, a loss of uh, almost self-esteem. And there things would be hidden, 
in a different way from how the British would hide it, which would be the classic British stiff upper lip. I'm not going to admit that anything hurt me or that someone annoying me. In stark contrast to how the Americans would handle it, which would probably be to get straight in your face and to tell you what was wrong. Uh, now, I'm not saying any of those are right. Uh, I'm saying they're all different. They're, they all represent very different cultures. Uh, and in that sense, we really have to look at what Scripture teaches. Uh, and I, I think te uh, it's really clear in God's Word that uh, conflict is somewhat inevitable. The question is, what do we do with it? So, for example, we see Paul and Barnabas having conflict over John Mark. Uh, and as far as we can see, they didn't handle it particularly well. You've got how many people now working within both Sidera Health and the Caris Group? How many total people now? I guess about 100 between the two companies. All right, so is it fair to say that there's conflict every once in a while because you've got 100 people? Uh, no, that's probably not true. It's more than every once in a while. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, fine. All right. So when you've got conflict, have you, I mean, did you like send out a memo going, this is how I want you to handle conflict, this is the way it's done every time, or, or, or did you let your two uh, presidents take care of, uh, did you let, uh, I mean, do the companies handle it differently, or did you say, nope, here's, what's, here's what needs to happen if there's conflict? Okay, you know, I, I think Felicia actually gave okay. a really good answer. Go ahead, she Felicia. Went back to our core values. Uh, and we've taught our core values consistently. And then we just watch to see how people bring those out. So you may want to add a comment there, Felicia. Yeah, I mean, everything that we do here on the day, like any task that I'm asking our teams to do, it's related to our core values. So being here on time, that's part of integrity. Um, helping out with someone else on your team, that's being generous with your time. So all of our values are operationalized. And so when we do see conflict, as Tony mentioned, um, we care enough to confront, and we use the beaten bow or kingdom at work method of the one-degree correction. So if we want someone to be alongside of us, anytime we see them going astray, then we just have that that kind of, that one degree correction of saying, "Hey, we noticed this," and then we always want to be mindful about intention. So I'm very deliberate, and I want our team and our managers and everyone involved to be deliberate in any of the decisions that we make or things that we ask them to do, um, and being you know mindful, deliberate, and even just praying for one another when there is conflict and and confronting more on the basis of wanting to know their intention and being on the same page. Mm. So let's get personal. Every once in a while, Felicia, you know, our flesh probably comes out in our workplace and you might actually be the cause of some conflict. Have you ever experienced that? And, and like, how did you realize it? And then what did you do about it? Give us kind of a, a bird's eye view of that. Yeah, when I if when I realize that, or if someone has to tell me, um, the flesh part of me just gasps. I'm appalled that that I am the root of any conflict. Um, but I, of course, have been in close relationship with people, and so that tends to come out at times or has happened. Um, 
I'm usually, I first usually start out with an apology, and I'll ask for forgiveness, and I'll ask for prayer, even um, if the person isn't able or willing at the time, I think I usually ask forgiveness for myself, because um, knowing that I have somehow been the root of a conflict is something that it probably takes harder, it's harder for me to forgive myself than for others, mm-hmm. um, but it just takes me back to, to steadfast prayer, and it probably is something that would keep me up at night if I knew that I was probably in the middle of a conflict or I was the cause of a conflict um, but always for me I think being intentional is the is the part that keeps me um, at peace of the decisions that I've made or interactions that I have is that I make my intentions clear Felicia have you ever worked anywhere else other than at the Karis group oh yes I have okay so <laughs> Uh, was conflict handled differently at one of your previous employers? Yeah, I was thinking about that before um, the show, and I actually did work at a company, and I felt like it was very much fear-based. It was um, very much, we didn't know when our schedules were. There was a lot of conflict. um, And so I I did share my feelings about it. I didn't feel like they were heard. Um, And with that, I thought, well, I could... Um, maybe I can go to school and get my master's degree so that I could lead my own team the way that I would want to maybe do things differently. So do you get to I do did that, that today. About, yeah, yeah, I absolutely do. So I did that about ten or fifteen years ago, and then now I have the opportunity. And then, of course, working with the Caris Group, I'm able to to bring in my faith with that and actually pray over the individuals that I work with and and think about what's God's mission because. To me, they are God's children, and I think about if my son was working here, you know, would I want him to work here? Am I creating an environment that I think that he would be, um, how he would be able to prosper? And so being able to to carry that out and be a steward of of the people that Mm -hmm. we have here. Tony, it's important for the life of a company. If conflict is ignored, it can destroy a company. Have you ever seen that? you got 30 seconds to comment. Have you ever seen conflict absolutely destroy or unrealized conflict, undealt with conflict, destroy a company? Uh, I haven't seen it destroy a company, but I've seen it come darn close. Uh, in one of my medical practices, one of our partners had a, a secret uh, drug addict. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he was a secret drug addict, and it's a, a challenge in the medical world. Uh, and thankfully, it, it came to light, and we were able to deal with it. Without it, it probably would have destroyed the partnership. Sure. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com.